BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is building a business foundation with your mission, vision, and values. Joining us today is Rhonda Cheney, BDR Head Coach. Rhonda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm so excited to be here with you as well as our listeners. Excellent. We are very excited to have you on your first podcast recording for BDR, first of many, I'm sure. And I think a good starting point would be if you could just give us a little bit about what you do for BDR and your background in the industry. Sure, I'd love to. So I am, as you said, a head coach with BDR. What that means is I walk clients through business development, training, growth in all aspects of their business from start to finish. So it's my privilege to be able to journey with them in all different seasons, struggles, successes of their business cycles. It's a privilege and an honor to be able to do that. Okay, let's get into it here, Rhonda. We're talking about mission, vision, and values today. As we do in a lot of uh, our podcast episodes, I think the right place to start is talk through those terms and what they mean so that we're all starting from the same foundation here. So can you tell us a little bit about what is a company's mission, vision, and values? Sure, absolutely. Think of a mission statement like it's really directed towards our external client, to the community, to the marketplace. It's the message of what an organization does, why they do what they do and who they serve, basically why they exist. And again, it's it's to the external, it's more external focus. A vision statement, a little bit different than that, is directed towards our internal clients, our team members. And it really communicates where we are headed and what we're going to look like when we get there. And if you're okay, I'd like to give an example of the difference between a mission and a vision statement. So I'm going to read a mission statement and then the vision statement. And if you're okay to guess who you think that might be, uh, here's a mission statement for a well-known company to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. That's the mission statement. The vision statement, to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century by driving the world's transition to electric vehicles. Any thoughts as to who that is? Put me on the spot a little bit here, Rhonda. I won't, I won't, we won't linger there. It's Tesla. <laughs> but if, if we look at that, at their mission statement, to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy, that really is external focused. Uh, that's to the marketplace, to the world, to uh, to the community. Vision to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century. That can be a bit more internal. That's where we're going. And uh, so that's a little bit the difference between the mission and the vision statement. So core values that they really are the non-negotiables, the core principles of how an organization lives out their mission and their vision. It leads and guides the organization and the culture. It really helps us to attract and repel the right people. It's our company filter. It's We run all decisions through our core values. Well, I appreciate you not grilling me too much on your question. I think I would have come up with it, but... You probably would have. I have more if you want to give it a second go. 
Well, we'll see where this leads and uh, whether I'm uh, willing to take that chance. Um, that sounds good. <laughs> well, I think you give us a great introduction here to the subject with the differences between the mission and the vision and the values. The mission being more external to clients, why we exist, vision, internal to our team, where we're going, and then the values is those principles that guide us that are our company filter. With that, let me ask you this, Rhonda. Why is it important to have a mission, vision, and values for a company? What do they do? Sure. First and foremost, they provide clarity to the organization. Every successful organization needs clarity. Uh, and actually, one of my favorite authors and speakers, Andy Stanley, says this, clarity is an organization's best friend. Everybody needs to know why we're doing what we're doing, who we serve, and why we serve them. Uh, it's super important for everybody to be on that same page. That really feeds into you know the culture of our company. And interestingly, the definition of company culture, we hear that thrown around a lot. It's such, it, it sounds like such a soft concept. It's hard to define and pin down, but really the definition of company culture is a shared set of values, goals, attitudes, and practices that make up an organization. So if it's going to, if we're going to have positive company culture, we have to have a shared set of values. They have to be clear. Goals, attitudes, practices as a company to be able to move forward. So they govern how we care for and lead our internal clients and our team members as well. So internal as well as external. If we don't have a set of core values, how do we know what the right decisions are? If we don't have a mission and a vision, how do we know where we're going? How does the team know? Super important for clarity in our decision-making process and also as well as teaching, coaching, and training our team. There has to be a benchmark. These are the decisions that we make. These are the processes that we develop. Why? Because we have this set of core values. For a company that has profitability as a core value versus Versus a company who doesn't have profitability as a core value, they're going to have very different processes. If that's a center and a focus of a company, gosh, that, that's going to impact the decisions they make, the processes that they have, the people that they hire. It really is foundational for us. I like that. Provide clarity. That really rings true to me. And it makes me think of a, a couple things, one of which being that I think you said a little bit earlier that our mission, uh, our values that can attract or repel folks mm -hmm. uh, to our company. And I, I've got specific examples of team members that have joined BDR because they went on our website, they saw what our values were, and then they reached out to us in part based on that. So Absolutely. That, I think that's that's huge to have that clarity as a company for those that are there, but then we don't always think about it's also clarity for maybe people that want to join our company and see like, yeah, that's an organization I want to be part of, the shared values, the company culture that you talked about. Absolutely. And likewise, with an external client, I'll, I'll take a moment if, if that's okay and share a story with you that there was a contractor that had a very set of clear values. They value people, integrity, excellence, and profitability were core values of theirs. But uh, there was a specific situation where their installation team installed a geothermal system for a client of theirs. And about a month or two into that installation, the client is reviewing their, their electric bills and realizes that, you know, for all the investment in this geothermal system that should really it reduce his energy costs, his electric bills were two and three times what he would 
have thought that they would be. So brings the electric bills to this contractor, sits down with their director of residential services and reviews this with them. So the director, based on a very clear set of values, said, I need to send my technician out and determine what is going wrong. Uh, and is this something that uh, was an install issue or uh, something else? Did find that the installation crew did wire it on electric heat. And so obviously the results of that are super high energy costs. Well, for that company, there was no question what they needed to do. They needed to reimburse that client for those excessive energy bills because it was something that they had done wrong. There was no trying to manipulate the situation or you know, trying to be dishonest in any way or spin it in any way. It was simply just, we did something wrong and we're going to make it right. And everybody understood that that's the premise by which we make decisions. And that's valuing people. Yeah, they're living up to those values that they set for their company. And it's not always easy to do. Sometimes it challenges you. That's exactly right. And that's really, to your point, super, super important why organizations need core values. We can remove some of that tension for our team members by simply saying, this is what's right. If you make decisions based on these core values, that's what's right. And it removes that, helps to remove that tension for our team members. It's, it's kind of that uh, guidance and clarity. Once again, I think that's a great word there. And it makes me think of one of BDR's value points that I personally have leaned on a lot. One of our values is change is essential. We will always embrace it. And that's one of those value points that challenges <laughs> me personally a lot of times. If we just did a training class and we know there's things we can do better, well, we look at our values. The value is change is essential. We will always embrace it, even if it's tough, even if we just updated it after the last class. And sometimes you're gritting your teeth as you're saying that <laughs> to yourself. Like, right. Change is essential. Yeah. I just, I have this vision of you now saying, repeating over and over, change is essential. We'll always embrace it. Change is essential. We'll always embrace it. But you're right. It, it's, they challenge us, but that's a good thing. It, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing and it keeps us going in the right direction. So I want to change our focus here a little bit, Rhonda. You've given us a nice overview about mission, vision, and values. And I think you know, there's some people that are going to listen to this and they're part of a company that's been around for a while that may already have mission, vision, values. Maybe there's somebody out there thinking they're going to start a company. How do these things get created and, and maybe when do they get created? Certainly, is it best to create them at the genesis of an organization? Sure, you know that that would be great because we need that clarity, that vision, that purpose, that understanding. Uh, we need those values that we can build our processes, that we can build our team, that we can train and coach our team to. But that's not typically and not always the case. Sometimes the organization has to evolve a little bit first. It's got to breathe and expand a little bit first uh, for for us as owners, for the owners to really be able to understand understand sometimes who they are and the purpose of why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, I have some clients that you know they are in business for six, 10 years and still struggling with that mission, vision, values. And we can talk a little bit about that later on how do they get started on that. But it can happen at any time. Really, once there's an awareness of the importance of them, that's the time. We've got to do something about that. And that can be owners, that can be leaders, managers, even influencers in an organization 
there are contractors that it's been the owners that have created their mission, vision, values. Uh, some other contractors have formed task forces and you know, they wanted a representation from all departments, from all sects of the business. And so they create a task force to sit down monthly or a couple of times a month to really hash out these concepts. So it could be individuals, it can be a team, but it should be people in the organization that understand why we're doing it, the purpose of what a mission, vision, and values, those concepts. So it, that's why I say influencers, managers, leaders, owners are all key contributors to that. Okay. I really like that task force idea. That sounds mm -hmm. like a good way to do that. And take a trip down memory lane here in the BDR history when BDR's mission, vision, and values were created. I was not personally here. I've been with the company a long time. But what's interesting and what I wanted to point out was that the mission, vision, and values for BDR were created by our two founders, Barry Burnett and Bruce Wiseman, along with key people like Kim Archer. But they also had someone that was not even a part of the company at that meeting, but was aligned with the where they were trying to go and was just someone that they could bounced things off of and was, was a good person. Turns out to be Scott Tinder, who is now part of BDR, but that didn't officially happen until years later after he was in the room helping to build the mission, vision, and values of BDR. So just an interesting little trivia point there. I didn't realize that. That's super cool, though. That was his exposure and introduction, and what a key contributor he is. That's awesome. Absolutely. Okay, I think this is great how we're breaking this down. To recap just a little bit, you know, you talked about when do we create these things? Well, maybe it's at the when we're starting founding the company like BDR did. Maybe it's a little later on when we have more of that clarity for ourselves and you have to figure out what the right people are to be in that mix to do that. Maybe it's a task force. Maybe it's the owners so on and so forth. Let's go in a little different direction. Let's say we've got these established now, Rhonda. Who needs to know them? Is it really just for the owners Is it, or is it more than that? Sure. So I'll be super clear here. Everyone needs to know them and, and they need to know them over and over and over and over and over again. And so as leadership, as owners, as managers of an organization, we communicate it and recommunicate it and overcommunicate it. And we measure decisions and processes, you know, against it. It is our foundation of our company. And so everyone, absolutely. So internally, as well as the value of our external clients, knowing it as well, putting it on our website, BDR has it on our about page. Who are we? It's such a exceptional descriptor of who we are as a company. It defines our purpose, our mission, uh, how we're going to operate the business, how we're going to treat clients, how we're going to treat our partners. And we talked about it earlier. We attract or detract the type of people that we want. Our clients are going to want to do business with people that they're in alignment with also. If valuing people and excellence and integrity are important, our clients are going to want to do business with organizations like that. Okay. Well, that helps. So everyone needs to know them and we've got to communicate them. It reminds me in our Leadership Excellence Academy led by Jeff Plant, one of our uh, other coaches and trainers. 
We do a little exercise early on. We talk about a company's vision and we ask the members of the academy to go back and talk with a couple people in their company and just ask them what, without telling them what the company's vision is, just ask them what that person thinks the company's vision is and just have them share that and see, does it really match? Is it what the company's vision actually is? Or is it something like, well, the vision is to make money for the owner. And that's how I look at it. Okay, well, we might need to have a deeper conversation with that person and really bring them into what the values and the mission and the vision actually are. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is super important reiterating that managers, owners, our leadership constantly communicate, over communicate over and over and over again. They need, again, coming back to that word clarity, they need to understand why we do what we do, the purpose of it and their role as a contributor in that. Everybody needs to understand that. Yeah, I think that's so huge, knowing what their role is and, and how they're impacted. A little uh, earlier, you mentioned sharing some of these things with the customers as well in, in the external world. Does that mean all of it, mission, vision, and values, or are there some exceptions to that? Sure. So I would say that typically we would share a mission and core values. The vision, as I said, can be more internally focused. And so we wouldn't necessarily share the vision statement always. Sometimes some organizations, you know, would share it, but certainly the mission, because remember the mission is our relationship with our market, why we do what we do and who we serve and why we do that. So that's something that we do want the marketplace to know. And then our core values, Hey, this is how we're going to do business with you, the marketplace. Uh, This is how we're going to treat you and how we're going to treat our people. And that's important for them to know as well. So not always the vision necessarily, but I, would say a strong conviction, always the mission and the core values. Okay. Now I've heard where some companies, they will put a revenue goal in their vision statement. Is that something you see out there? And is that a good idea? So I've seen it. Again, if that's for your internal team, as long as the team understands the why behind it and and everybody's role and the purpose of that vision revenue goal, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Again, I think we really need to communicate the why. What is important? Uh, How does that benefit them? How does it benefit the organization and in turn benefit them? And the importance of it is we need to make sure that they understand that. And I think, again, the vision statement, that is internal, where we're going, why we're going there and what we're going to look like in the future. And we want to make sure that the team's on board with that, that that's a collaborative effort. And to your point, that we include people around the table to have those discussions. Okay. I think I'm ready. You mentioned earlier when we were talking about Tesla's mission and vision that you might have some other examples. I think now that we've gone through this, I feel a little bit better. So if you want to quiz me or just share some other good examples, I think I'm ready for it. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to send some over your way. All right. Let me pull up a couple. Here's another one for you. We strive to offer our customers the lowest possible prices, the best available selection, and the utmost convenience. That's the mission statement. Vision to be Earth's most customer-centric company where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. Boy, this is a, this is a gimme. You better get this one. I'm going to say Amazon. Yes, you are correct. That's All exactly right. right. All right, let's do one more if you're okay with that. I'll take it. You're, you're going to bail me out <laughs> if I don't get it. All right, here we go. Mission statement. To organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Vision. 
to provide access to the world's information in one click. Google. Yes. Look at you. <laughs> you gave me the no confidence space. after we've gone through this. <laughs> Very good. And there's no space for you. So sorry about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but what's so interesting about that is, and I'm sure people listening, they probably got it quicker than I did on some of those. Those, the mission and the vision really tell you who the company is and it, and it matches for these companies. Absolutely. And isn't that interesting that you, that you see that it's clarity. They are symbiotic with each other, but absolutely in two sentences, you completely understood Google's relationship with their marketplace and where they're going. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And those are giant companies with all sorts of people working for them. I'm sure that's a, a tough task to maintain those things and educate the team on all of that. Kind of leads me into my next question I have for you is, are these things set in stone, but are, are they going to change or they evolve? How does that work? So, of course, they can change depending on the evolution of the company in very obvious situations when company ownership changes. Does the vision change? You know, does the core values adjust just a bit? Does the mission change at all? Absolutely. It certainly can. I think it's a healthy process to go through, certainly every couple of years with your team to look and say, hey, are, are we on the same page here? Is this really uh, where we want to be going? Certainly uh, on the vision side and just coming off of a couple of profit launches, BDRs, business planning workshops, which I would highly recommend as a previous BDR client, as well as a coach. We do it every year. It's built into our pre-planning process because it's important for us to give that a look and consideration every year. Okay. And so a good time to do that might be during the business planning process. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. Okay. To give a window into BDR, we have changed our vision as kind of our goals and, and where we want to take the company change. We have added new values as well over time. So they've evolved for us here at BDR as well. Yes, and I love that. We don't want them to get stale. We want them to represent who we are as, as a living, breathing organization, why we do what we do, who we serve, and where we're going. All right. So then next question, what if I'm out there in a company and my company doesn't have these things? How do mm -hmm. I get started creating them? So this is where I'm going to say, talk to your profit coach, your business coach about it. But for many of our listeners, maybe they don't currently have a business coach. So I'm going to give you some other options as well. First of all, there's a lot of resources available on mission, vision, and values. And I would plug this podcast that I just recently listened to. It's the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. And actually, in the last two months, the two-part series on the key to organizational health with famous author and speaker, Patrick Lencioni, excellent, excellent resource. So start there. If you've not done anything uh, as a contractor, start there. Listening to that podcast gives a really great oversight on that and just a bit more exposure on that as well. A workshop, I've done on-site workshops with my PDR clients where they don't have mission and vision and values. So I'll come in for a day 
uh, one of the days that I'm on site, we'll focus specifically on a workshop developing our mission, vision, and core values. For the DIY side, uh, do it yourself. Collaborate with your profit coach about that as well. Start with a team meeting. And if you, as a company, if you have no idea even where to begin, have a team meeting and, and ask yourselves this question. And this is really applying the old SWOT analysis concept. Ask yourself, what are we good at? What are opportunities that we have? Identify those things that you're really good at, opportunities that you have, and allow that discussion with your team, with your task force to guide you into, okay, then who are we? And why do we do what we do? So it's a great first step just to have that discussion. And I would I would highly recommend around that table is that it not only be your leadership, your managers, but include some of your office staff, include some of your field staff, your sales team. Certainly we don't want 15 people around that table, but we want all aspects of the business represented when we're asking ourselves, what are we good at? Who are we? And opportunities that we have. So it's a great place to start. Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot to that. I want to break down a few parts of that bit. You know, you mentioned having a coach participate in that. I think that could be really valuable, whether it's a coach or just another more outside person that maybe knows your company, but that can facilitate some of that discussion. And sometimes you can be too close to things mm-hmm. and it's harder to put it into words where there's someone else that might see it more clearly from the outside and really help guide the group. So a coach would be an awesome person to do that with. Those are some of my favorite on-sites is whenever I can facilitate and walk an organization through the development of their mission, vision, and values and to watch the excitement because they're the ones that are creating that and taking ownership of that. It's super, super rewarding. Yeah, well, no doubt. Another thing is is making me think of too is it's kind of like a brainstorming session maybe where you're when mm-hmm. you're getting started on this and so being able to put out the different maybe it's just a term or a word, you know, at the start and you start to collect those and then you can group them and start to build out these things like you mentioned, what are we good at? What are our opportunities? What are some terms that describe the company we want to be or where we want to go? And with a good brainstorming session, now you got some raw material to then start building into these uh, more refined mission, vision, and values. Absolutely. That's, I love the SWOT analysis, and I still use that standing for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. When you go through that process as a team and you identify your strengths, you identify your weaknesses, you identify opportunities and threats, it really begins to define and position where should we be going. That, so that process, I think, is great for all organizations to walk through. Right on. Well, Rhonda, I think this has been a great discussion on mission, vision, and values and how they really build that business foundation and set the stage for future growth and development of the company. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Yes, sure. For our listeners out there that are thinking, I don't have a mission, vision, values, I don't even know where to start. First, let me say that it's super, super important that we have them and we don't have to develop them tomorrow. So let's just take a step. A mission, vision, value is necessary for successful organizations. Start with scheduling a a team meeting. We're coming out of shoulder season. We may have a little bit of time after the first of the year. Schedule a time to sit down, talk about what you're good at how your company is currently positioned, opportunities that you have, you know, the skills within the team, 
and allow that conversation to direct you towards developing a mission, vision, values. Again, that's the end result, but the process getting there is awfully fun too. So simply start, have a meeting with your team and just start the conversation. Great advice. Uh, Rhonda, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was a really fun conversation and I think an important one for those listening on the mission, vision, and values. So we thank you and we thank everyone for listening and we will catch you next time.